This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, Farm Credit Canada outlines details of its $1.5 million rural community agri-spirit fund. We have the Rural Crime of the Month from SAS Tip. Canada's food professor releases the top 10 food stories for the year. We take a look at feeder cattle prices during the past week and a look at a new study on soil health. The farm weather's in its usual spot. It's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain. Your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Regina-based Farm Credit Canada has awarded $1.5 million to 85 community projects across this nation. The manager of community investment, Carla Warnica, says the funds are provided through the FCC AgriSpirit Fund. We contributed $1.5 million to 85 community projects across Canada. So, you know, rural Canadians are so passionate about enhancing their communities, and the FCC AgriSpirit Fund is really our way of supporting those efforts. So every year, the FCC Agri Spirit Fund provides that $1.5 million to projects in rural and Indigenous communities across the country. So registered charities, nonprofit groups, municipalities can get up to uh, $25,000 for their projects. Now you've given some in Saskatchewan. Outline a few of those interesting projects for me. We have. We had a, like, so many great ones, as usual. Uh, we did some, we supported some upgrades to community centres in towns including Margo, Mooseman, Gull Lake uh, and Abbey. We funded some community gardens in Outlook and Leask and also uh, ins- helped install LED lighting at the outdoor arena in Oslo. Why does FCC do this? This is really about our commitment to enriching communities in rural Canada. We have a lot of customers and employees living there. And, you know, we're really dedicated to the future, future of Canadian agriculture and food and supporting rural Canadians is really integral to that. Tell me about the application period. When is it open? When do people apply? will be open again in April of 2023. So if you have a a project that could qualify, you can go online at fccagrispiritfund.ca and you'll find examples of, there'll be eligibility requirements, um, how you can apply online, past projects, that sort of thing. So registered charities, municipalities, First Nations and nonprofit organizations that are interested can go onto the website and take a look. So how long has this program been in effect? How has it done? We've been doing this for 19 years now. We're heading into our 20th year, so it's been quite some time. We have had supported a lot of projects, over 1,500 projects in that time for a total of over $19 million. And so they're all capital projects. We're looking to have the biggest impact we possibly can. So if you, your organization and a community, a smaller rural community in Saskatchewan or in Canada has a project that, that would qualify, we encourage people to go online and take a look at fccacrespiritfund.ca and see if that's something we can support you. Carla Warnica is the Manager of Community Investment at Farm Credit Canada. The Saskatchewan Canary Seed Development Commission 
will be requesting an increase in the producer levy. A resolution will be introduced at the Canary Seed Annual General Meeting in Regina tomorrow asking producers for a 75 cent per ton increase in the levy. It would go from the current $1.75 a ton up to $2.50 a ton, effective the start of the new crop year on August 1st, 2023. Assuming an average yield of 1,300 pounds per acre, the levy cost would work out to $1.47 an acre. That would be similar to the per acre levy cost for barley and flax, but much less than the per acre cost for pulse crops and mustard. Darren Youngman, Farms in the St. Gregory area, is chair of the Canary Seed Development Commission. He says the Canary Seed levy has not changed since the commission started in 2006. The Canary Seed Development Commission of Saskatchewan annual general meeting is to be held tomorrow, that's December 14th, at the Ramada Plaza. .com. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Conexus Credit Union. SAS Tip has released its Rural Crime of the Month. SAS Tip Communication Coordinator and Conservation Officer Cody Osborne says Regina Conservation Officers found a wounded mule deer in late November southeast of Craven with the animal left to die. One of the Conservation Officers on November 23rd received a tip call about a mule deer that had been shot and left to die earlier on, on that morning about seven kilometers southeast of Craven, Saskatchewan. Officers determined that the violator shot from the road, which wounded and immobilized the deer. The violator then walked up to that deer, and once they got up to it, just turned around and walked away, leaving the deer wounded and unable to move. So when officers got there, the deer was still alive, and they had to put it down themselves. Some evidence was collected by, by the officers, but they're still requesting information from anyone who knows who may be responsible for this. Is it illegal to shoot from a roadway? They, you cannot shoot from a vehicle or on the traveled portion of the roadway. So you have to actually get off the road just in, onto the shoulder into the ditch. So not only is it really cruel to wound and leave a deer to die, but to, it's illegal to actually shoot from a roadway if you're out in the road. It is, yes. And this being a mule deer, uh, there was no mule deer season on at the time either. So this is completely wrong. You're seeking help from the public? Um, we are seeking help from the public. We have no no witnesses other than who found the deer. And so anyone who knows who might be responsible if someone or if this person said something to somebody, we're, we're just looking for those people to, to come forward and do the right thing and, and report this individual. And by doing so, you can remain anonymous and you may be eligible for a cash reward up to $2,000. You must have come across this before. What generally is the reason for someone doing something so cruel? Uh, a variety of factors, usually. Um, the most common, I would say, is someone just misidentified their species. Um, they're likely hunting for whitetail, thought they saw a whitetail and shot it, then when they got up to it, realized it was mule deer and got scared and just left rather than doing the right thing and reporting themselves. What is the penalty for such a crime? For leaving an animal to waste, uh, is I believe it starts at $1,000, and then there is a animal surcharge, which varies between $400 to $1,000 again. Hunting out of season carries similar penalties, so you could be looking up to $2,800 minimum for this, and hunting suspensions and seizures as well. So you are a conservation officer, work with SAS Tips. Just what is SAS Tips? SASTIP is a reward program established by uh, the Saskatchewan Association of Conservation Officers quite a few years ago. So it works very similar to Crime Stoppers that most people have heard of. It's just the resource 
um, violation form of Crime Stoppers. And what is the phone number to call? If you want to report any violation, you can call 1-800-667-7561. And that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And Or you can also call, if you have a Sastel cell phone, pound 5555. Cody Osborne is the communications coordinator with Sastel. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Today's guest is Michael Langemeyer. He's Associate Director for the Center for Commercial Agriculture and also Professor in the Department of Agricultural Economics at Purdue University. Let's get to the conversation about managing growth for your farm. Michael, a lot of farms are, you know, whether they're in Canada or the U.S., they're, they're looking to, you know, see what's on the horizon. And on the horizon a lot of times is, you know, growth. And growth can come in many forms or fashion. But doing it the right way for your particular situation is really key so you don't end up maybe uh, stubbing your toe business-wise, so to speak. Why is this kind of, why is this such an important topic? Well, first of all, many times uh, margins over time or margins per unit over time decline. Uh, and, and so you need to continually look at, you know, what is my margin per unit per acre or per head of, head of cattle? But then also look at what that means for the, the total return for the farm. And so many times if you want to increase the total uh, net income for the farm, you need to think about growing. Uh, but one of the things that's extremely important uh, before you think about growing is you actually have some metrics. And so what do, how do you compare in terms of a profit, operating profit margin today compared with, with, with uh, similar sized firms? And, and certainly if, if, if you're not competitive uh, with respect to your profit margin, for example, you need to think about why. Is, is, it, is it a size issue or is there something else going on on my farm that's leading me to have a lower profit margin uh, than, than several other farms? Uh, and that leads me into uh, the reasons why farms think about growing. Uh, you know, assuming you have the information in front of you and, 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 uh, and, and you're, and it looks like you're, you're, you're competitive at your current size. You know, many things, farms think about growing, uh, to reduce costs, uh, to increase these, these profit margins or increase net farm income, uh, maybe to improve, uh, the utilization of equipment. Uh, many times you need to grow in order to more fully utilize the combine or the sprayer or the planter. Uh, also you could be bringing in new family members. Um, also, uh, it may be a good mechanism to invest in, in retained earnings or uh, past profit. Uh, maybe you think that, uh, that uh, putting the money into the farm is better than putting it into a 401k, the stock market, or, or something else. And so, the, and so there's a lot of different reasons to grow. But before you think about growing, you really need to know uh, where you stand today. And you, you mentioned the why. In some circumstances... Growth may not be the best choice. It, it may be maybe cleaning up the house, so to speak, and, and really making some changes in the current scope of your operation instead of stepping out and, and thinking that growth is the solution. It, what have you found in that area? 
that's precisely the case. That's why I think it's so important that, that a farm have a decent set of financial statements, a balance sheet, income statement, cash flow statement, et cetera, so they really know where they stand today in terms of financial position and financial performance because many times you can't grow yourself out of a problem. You've got to correct the problem uh, and then uh, think about growing. I mean, I mean there's, there's no magic to this economies of size. Uh, larger does not necessarily mean lower per unit cost. It depends on the situation. It depends on uh, whether you're growing for the right reason or, or if you, uh, more, more specifically, whether you're already competitive. Uh, if, if you're not competitive at your current size, you're likely to not be any more competitive if you're twice as big as you currently are. Yeah, we, we see this in more of like the corporate world where a, a company falters and they've had tremendous growth. You know, like Peloton's an example. I, I think that's a relevant example where uh, there was huge growth, huge demand, you know, had it couldn't meet the, the demand with supply of the bikes. And all of a sudden things kind of came crashing down because managing that growth is also a critical component of this growth equation. Yes, that's a, that, you bring up a very good point, and there's a couple issues there that are very important to consider. You always have to think about is am I going to have sufficient net cash flow after I grow uh, in case in case margins get tight? Another thing that's talked a lot in the corporate world, and it's very true for agriculture too, is you have to really think about strategic fit. Uh, am, I, am I really growing in a way that's going to take advantage of the resources, including our management ability, uh, or not? This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Cloudy today, 30% chance of light snow, wind northwest 20, gusting to 40. The high today, right around minus 10 degrees. The low, minus 12. Wind chill near minus 20. Wednesday, cloudy, 2 centimeters of snow beginning in the morning. Wind northwest 20, gusting to 40. The high tomorrow, minus 10. Wind chill minus 18 in the morning and minus 25 in the afternoon. The low Wednesday, minus 17. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. The high, minus 12. The low, minus 14. Friday, partly cloudy. The high, minus 13. The low, minus 17. Saturday, partly cloudy. The high, minus 14. The low, minus 23. Sunday, sunny with a high, minus 21. The low, minus 26. Monday, sunny. The high, minus 24. Normal high for this date, minus 8. The normal low, minus 20. The sun rose at 8.51 this morning. It sets at 4.55 tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot is Estevan at minus 5 degrees. The cold spot, minus 21. That's Maple Creek. Estevan is minus 5. Saskatoon, minus 13. Swift Current, minus 12. Weyburn, minus 9. Yorkton is minus 7. Regina overcast and light snow. It's minus 11 degrees. That's 13 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 22. Humidity is 87%. The barometer rising, 102.4. Light snow and moose jaw, minus 11. Winds are from the west-northwest at 18. Once again, Regina overcast and light snow. It's minus 11. That's 13 Fahrenheit. 
This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Dalhousie University has released its top 10 food stories of 2022. The list includes everything from avian flu to cyber attacks on companies like Empire and Maple Leaf this fall and the confusion over Ottawa's stance on nitrogen fertilizer. Number four on that list involved more government controversy and a plan to put warning labels on packages of ground beef. The issue sparked outrage last spring until the Liberal government backed down. Dalhousie's food professor, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, comments. Health Canada wasn't reading the room properly. <laughs> I mean, that was just one thing that, again, uh, I know a lot of farmers are saying that uh, Ottawa has declared war against agriculture. Well, that's actually a good example. Uh, Ottawa, I mean, Canada would have become the first country in the world to uh, force this policy uh, or have a policy like this applied to uh, single ingredient products. Uh, I actually am very supportive of the front of package labeling policy because it will entice uh, CPG companies to come up with uh, reformulated products, healthier products. But what do you do with ground meat? That's the problem. And of course, I was concerned that perhaps skeins would be would be would lose a very uh, affordable animal protein option at the grocery store. And so I was very, very pleased to see that no, the, the no label my beef campaign was very successful. There's another issue that Canada's food professor says consumers should keep an eye on, and it's not on their list of the top 10 food stories. It has to do with a policy that's on the table at the COP15 climate conference in Montreal. It's called the diet and overconsumption motion. They call it the planetary diet. So uh, basically that diet uh, recommends that uh, your intake of animal protein should represent about 10% of your diet. That's not a lot. So most Canadians actually will consume 35, 40% uh, of, of animal protein uh, every single day. So that would be a huge shift. And I know why they do that, but at the same time, it really undermines the the cultural aspect of diets. Uh, we, I mean, it's, food is is a, food is culture. Food is about traditions. And yes, uh, you can recommend uh, certain diets, but to actually see a state country support such a diet would be, I think, a travesty. Several governments, including Argentina and Canada, have expressed opposition to the motion. But Charlebois says that could. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. 
There may be some supply issues for Christmas trees this season. Ian King of Hafford is the vice president of the Prairie Christmas Tree Growers Association. He says it takes seven to ten years to grow a Christmas tree to sell to the public. Local tree supply is good. Um, we have uh, lots of local trees grown here, uh, but I think the, the main supply problems that people are seeing are trees that are coming out of the east. So our, our supply, people who bring in wholesale amounts of trees from yeah, Nova Scotia or down into the states or eastern provinces, that's, that's mainly where you're seeing your supply problems coming from. And how do prices look this year? They're up probably about 10 to 15 percent, I would say. Do you feel consumers will be able to get any tree they want this year? I would think so. Uh, I, could you expand on that question a little bit? Yeah, do you expect it to be, like, I've heard of shortages. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned there's supply issues outside the province. Can the prairie Christmas tree growers supply all that's needed on the prairies? I don't think so. There's still quite a lot of trees that are brought in from the east. So if people have a usual spot, I've spoken to a couple people, mainly in Alberta, actually looking to either replace some trees that weren't in good condition that they got sent or finding people to supply their either garden centers or uh, landscape centers that do this as kind of a winter activity, they're looking for trees. So people who aren't necessarily connected to a local grower, or most local growers are selling their own trees too. There's maybe one or two large wholesale growers in the province. So there's not a huge supply that's produced here in the province, but um, I think people should be okay finding a tree, but I, I'm really not sure. I haven't talked to a lot of people all over the place what, what landscape centers are bringing in. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually not really sure whether people would be able to find it or not. How many producers of Christmas tree growers are there in this province? Uh, we have about 25 members between Saskatchewan and uh, Alberta. Do you also represent Manitoba too? Manitoba has its own uh, independent Christmas Tree Growers Association. We, I think we have one member from Manitoba, but they do their own thing out there. Ours is mainly Alberta and Saskatchewan. What's the favorite pick tree this year? What are people looking for? Well, I think people's favorite tree is usually the balsam fir. It's got a nice smell. It's got great needle retention. It's got an excellent green color. Me personally, the smell is my favorite thing about a balsam fir. So I think that's what most people go for. And your advice to look after a Christmas tree when you bring it into your home. So when you bring a Christmas tree in, you want to let it warm up a little bit before removing the string. Uh, once you get it in its stand, you're adding kind of wrist temperature or warmer water to the stand first, not cold water. Uh, that'll help wake it up a little bit. You want to make sure you're uh, having your tree, the butt end trimmed, either at the Christmas tree lot or if you're not planning to set it up right away, give it a quick trim, take off half an inch to an inch before you bring it inside. That'll just make sure it can drink water really easily because that will get dried out and then yeah just let it warm up a little bit before you take the strings off and you should be good to go many christmas trees that sold for 75 dollars last year are expected to be about 90 dollars this year the apas annual meeting wrapped up friday in saskatoon with over 100 delegates in attendance APAS Executive Director Dion McGrath says the convention required a lot of organization. It's my first one and the amount of work behind the scenes to make it look and feel seamless for all of our members and the delegates that are here. Um, kudos to my staff. They, they did a lot of heavy lifting to, uh, to make it, is, to, make it to be um, what it is today and everyone's enjoying themselves. And for me personally, the interaction
connection with all of our members uh, is the most exciting part for me to talk to them, get to know them. It's fascinating and everyone has their, their views of what agriculture needs and I'm just soaking that up. And post-COVID, it's so nice to have people back together again. It is. Uh, I can see it in the room. People are engaging. Uh, it's a different type of engagement because you can see the people in the room. So uh, I haven't heard a single negative comment from anyone. Uh, it's going well. People are having a good time and there's some passion in the debates. Is there a lot of work to organize a process like this? Over 100 delegates, obviously. There's a there's a tremendous amount of work and months of preparation and uh, it, it's it's a lot of heavy lifting but it's very much worthwhile because as a grassroots organization it matters to get our members in the room to hear what their concerns are so that we can figure out the plan going forward and how we're going to deal with those issues. Veterinary shortage, grain contracts, some good issues, big issues discussed at this last day of APAS's convention. You know, those are very, those are big issues. Another big issue that I've heard over and over since I've started is is the state of our livestock sector. Um, but I've been hearing it over and over again that the livestock sector is hurting. There's some issues that need to be addressed and our members are bringing those to the floor. The two-day APAS meeting wrapped up Friday in Saskatoon. One of the focuses of this new sustainable agriculture policy the federal minister talked about yesterday will be soil health. This week, Edmonton is hosting the Western Canada Conference on Soil Health and Grazing. The event was sold out weeks ago. Nora Polovich is one of the organizers of the conference. Reducing inputs is really so important. Cost of inputs just seem to be increasing all the time. And if we can reduce our reliance on synthetic inputs and improve the health of our soils, it's a win-win. So many producers are realizing that we have mined our soils for years and years, and it is time to invest in our soils and improve the health of our soils. That's Nora Polovich talking about the conference on soil health and grazing that's taking place in Edmonton this week. Prices for feeder cattle during the past week were mostly mixed across the province. Jace Fawson in the Livestock Branch Ministry of Agriculture compiled the latest numbers on sales. Feeder steer prices were primarily higher across most weight categories over the week, except for the lightweight three to 400 pound steers. Average prices ranged from 314 per hundred weight to 227.88 per hundred weight. No price was realized for the 900 plus pound weight category. The only price decrease was 335 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound steers. The remaining categories were up ranging from 77 cents per hundred weight for the five to 600 pound steers to 671 per hundred weight in the higher 600 to 700 pound weight class. Average weekly price for feeder heifers were also mixed, but mostly lower compared to the previous week. Prices ranged from 237.88 for the three to 400 pound heifers to 201.50 for the 800 plus pound heifers. The largest price increase was seen in the five to 600 pound weight category, which increased 447 per hundred weight. And the largest price decline was seen in the three to 400 weight pound category, declining 733 per hundred weight compared to the previous week. And what was the main factors behind these price changes? Feeder cattle markets seem to be more vulnerable to weather conditions this year. In addition, truck availability may factor into pricing. The feeder cattle market is demand-led, placing buyers in a difficult situation. 
What were marketings? Canfax reported feeder cattle volumes at 18,567 head sold over the week, down just 1,921 head from the previous week. This is slightly below the 18,669 head marketed during the same week last year. Feeder cattle marketings year-to-date are 10% below 2021. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? The Canfax price for Alberta fed steers on December 9th was 185.53. This was up 245 per hundredweight compared to the previous week's price of 183.08. Alberta cow prices were down over the week. The price of D2 slaughter cows decreased 112 per hundredweight to average 82.08, and the price of D3 slaughter cows was down 337 per hundredweight to average 70.33. Jace Fawson compiled this past week's cattle market report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tommen has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tommen in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained 6.20 at 8.39.32. One red spring wheat rose 169 at 4.17.51. The rest were unchanged. Durham 4.96.28. Feed barley 3.52.87. Chickpeas 9.25.95. Flax 682.98, lentils 752.50, oats 254.32, yellow peas 476.89, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March went up 11 cents at 9.26 and a quarter. It's the Livestock Report on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the latest quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 13th. Our last regular sale was on December 7th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 to $0.90. D3 cows sold from $0.65 to $0.75. Canner cows sold from $0.45 to $0.60. Good Hefret sold from $1.30 to $1.60. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.35. We had a bred cow sale on December 9th. Good young dispersal cows sold from $15 to $1,800. Medium dispersal cows sold for $1,300 to $1,500. Non-dispersals were butcher price. We had a pre-sorted calf sale on December 5th. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged two dollars and 88 cents and sold up to three dollars and 21 cents 400 to 450 pound steers averaged two dollars and 89 cents and sold up to three dollars and 16 cents 450 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and 85 cents and sold up to three dollars and 16 cents 500 to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and 75 cents 
and sold up to $3.06. 5.50 to 600-pound steers averaged $2.62 and sold up to $2.89. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.56 and sold up to $2.72. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.51 and sold up to $2.61. And 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $2.37 and sold up to $2.52. Heifers were about 40 to 45 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And the latest pork price quotes, 202.38 per CKG. Coming up, the results. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Strength in the technology, energy, and base metal sectors helped Canada's main stock index gain more than 100 points in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets also climbed higher after a report showed U.S. inflation slowed in November. The U.S. government says consumer prices were up 7.1% in November from a year ago, down sharply from 7.7% in October and a recent peak of 9.1% in June. Measured from month to month, which gives a more up-to-minute snapshot of inflation, the consumer price index inched up just 0.1%. The data cements investors' expectations that the U.S. Federal Reserve will ease up on its aggressive hikes to interest rates that are hurting the economy. Its next decision arrives tomorrow. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business is calling on the federal government to put increases in Canada Pension Plan and employment insurance premiums on hold next year as the rising cost of living is squeezing household budgets. The Small Business Advocacy Group says worker employment insurance and pension contributions could increase by as much as $304.71 in 2023. It says that will reduce the take-home pay of Canadians at a time when inflation is already eroding spending power. The CFIB says businesses are also facing higher premiums, which could leave many struggling to meet even their existing payroll budgets. On the markets, the TSX has fallen 27 points to 19,992. The Dow has risen 111 points to 34,116. Oil has gone up 315 at 76.32 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.90 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. and. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.